I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Network, episode 65, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully, they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the only panda left in Boston, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. A fat joke? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, you know, Mike, are you wearing your Red Sox shirt? I am. It's a Clemens shirt, though. It's oh, I, I, I didn't see the back. I'm sorry. I did see a uh, a rather robust lady with a shirt on uh, that said Panda on the back recently. So, Oh, well. <laughs> did you ask where she got it? <laughs> I, I could have got one. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I want to know. What type of pod? We had a little debate over this, over what type of podcast we are. And I, and I was really thinking about this. And Yes. And we had this debate over, our, you know, are we? I don't think we're a fan podcast. And, and, and you made comments of, well, I was talking about world famous. But the funny thing is, is you're not in the business anymore. And you're not a fan of professional wrestling. You don't watch anything. You don't. You have no. This is this is the only connection you you even loosely have to the world of professional wrestling these days. So what what do we call this podcast? Because it's not a fan podcast either. All right. So <laughs> well, you're referencing uh, the talk that happened in the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. There you go. Which you're... has been created on on Facebook. You can look up Putting Over Podcasts. Uh, you can request to join. I will add you. It's about all podcasts, uh, podcasters, podcast fans, all coming together and hopefully everyone can benefit from talking about podcasts from sharing their podcasts all that kind of stuff so it's all on facebook putting over podcasts just search for it and add yourself and i will add you i guess that's how it <laughs> approve goes. it yeah so you think you'll I'll approve it you are you are you are the gatekeeper I, I i am for the time being and so yeah i you're alluding to this whole thing that we got into last week with one mike mills about the fact that I don't have the WWE Network right now. I let my subscription lapse, <laughs> and I haven't been keeping up with my a- 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 WWE wrestling. AKA your credit card, your credit card is maxed it's out. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Well, not exactly, but you know, it's very lucrative this podcast thing, Brian. Um, but. I mean, we'll get into it today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on the NAI Network. We'll have you promo about nothing in a little bit and a whole lot more. But yes, Mike Mills was here last week, and we were talking about alternatives to the uh, time suck that is WWE. Having to sit there for six hours, eight hours, half the day watching wrestling to... I'm convinced Mills has like finally gotten to you because you hate ECW. That was a net negative. You hate WWE now. <laughs> <laughs> but you love the old NWA stuff. Every time the old NWA stuff comes up, you're you're like bowing at the altar of Mills. <laughs> I think he's gotten to you. Well, we got someone here today that is the antithesis 
to one Mike Mills from the Booking the Territory podcast. He is tit for tat with Mike Mills in terms of appearance numbers here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Because we don't have very many friends. <laughs> That's true. He is um, the owner, the proprietor of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where we neglected to mention we are right now, Brian. We're in the office of the NEPWA. He is a former chaotic wrestling champion. He's a finalist of the Top Prospect Tournament. Trainer of the stars. Yes. And we'll talk about everything once again here with the firebrand, Brian Fury. Hello, sir. Hello, Michael and Brian Michael. How are you both today? We are fantastic, aren't you? I'm a little dinged up, but uh, I'm all right. I'll trudge through. Well, Brian... uh, we talked about the Putting Over Podcast group. You you brought it up in there, and you brought it up in a private text group. The fact that you were very upset with me after last week's podcast, episode 64. Sickened. I, I Sick- think. <laughs> sickened. Sickened is the word. Well, uh, first, first, I was sickened because Mike Mills is on the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> what are you talking about? Secondly, I was sickened because I finally realized why you called this the wrestling podcast about nothing. Because you don't watch any wrestling, so you have absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, that's why we have you here today, Brian. I understand your plan was to have alternatives to the WWE, correct? That was, that was your idea? Yes. So what alternatives to WWE do you watch? Because you didn't say you don't watch Ring of Honor. I watched. I was at the you know, TV tapings. You don't go to independent wrestling shows. I watched the next like six weeks of TV for for Ring of Honor. <laughs> you you don't watch any wrestling at all. I watched New Japan. Did you watch the whole thing? G One Special. Just about. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> I perused. Yeah. I glanced. I got the first couple hours in. I just don't understand how you don't watch any wrestling whatsoever, and. You host a pro wrestling podcast. It's not about watching the week-to-week product. I don't just sit down and and watch, like last week, there was Great Balls of Fire, there was Raw, there was SmackDown, eight hours of programming. You don't have to sit down and watch all that stuff to talk about wrestling. You don't have to talk about the current stuff. You I don't necessarily have to talk about I don't need a, a play-by-play of every match on Raw and SmackDown and, and the pay-per-views. You, I don't have to have that. That's not what I'm saying. But you've become the bitter, cynical old man that doesn't watch wrestling anymore, only watches or talks about the old stuff from years ago. You're adult. You're Kevbo right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not bitter about the current product. There's a lot of great stuff out there. I don't like. I, I said last week. I didn't say it was bad, so I'm not watching it. It says I don't have the time. What do you do on Monday nights? I make dinner. I'm gonna be going to the gym now. Yeah, right. Go- going to be though. <laughs> <laughs> going to be going to the Once gym. Once upon a time, everyone out there, every single Monday night. Yes. Mr. Crockett, myself, couple other friends would get together. We'd go to the gym. We would go to Subway, get ourselves a delicious foot-long sandwich, and then we would go home and watch Monday Night Raw every single Monday night. And now you're telling me something's going on every Monday night where you can't just put the TV on and watch, even if it's like an hour or two of the product. To be fair, Brian, Crockett can't decide whether he's the busiest guy in the world or has oodles of of free time. Whatever works best when he when he's trying to piss me off 
is the story he goes with. Correct. I mean, <laughs> even when we were watching Raw every Monday, your head was stuck in your phone reading the dirt sheets about the product we were watching. <laughs> That's how you can keep up with things. How many podcasts do you subscribe to? Uh, I think I counted. Uh, we, we talked about it in the Facebook group. 29 I'm subscribed to. Folks, he's subscribed to 29 podcasts. And if all of them are exactly an hour long, which I know they're not, <laughs> that's 29 hours of your life that you're that you just subscribed to. That's not counting the ones you kind of pick and choose from here and there. 30 plus hours of podcasting, but he can't watch professional wrestling on TV for what would be five hours a week with the occasional pay-per-view here and there? That's the commute. That's uh, portions of the workday. That's lunchtime. Uh, that's when I listen to my podcasts. I, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't sit in my house at night and listen to podcasts. Are you sure about that? Mm, yes. How many... Um, <laughs> Big Brother's just getting ready to start back up, right? What started? It's already started. Oh, it started. Yeah, We're into I, it. Yeah. Hell yeah. How many hours a week is that on? That is three hours a week. You watch all three of those, I'm sure. I, I just got caught up last night. Yes. Are there like bonus things online this year or other other? Oh, there's things? always, but I don't get into. We that stay stuff. away from spoilers. There is a there is you a don't. podcast though. I think he listens to about it. Interesting. <laughs> How many foreign seasons of Big Brother have you watched? Oh, I watched uh, Canada. Canada. Big Brother Canada. You, like on your computer, right? Yeah. Can't watch Monday Night Raw, guys. He's gonna watch 17 <laughs> hours of Big Brother every week. <laughs> you watched all. Eight hours, whatever it was, this, this past, past week? week. Actually, I did. Yes, I watched all of Raw. I watched SmackDown, and I watched the pay per view, uh, Great Balls of Fire. Pay per view was actually very good. It was very enjoyable. Everybody hating on the Great Balls of Fire pay per view name, by the way, can kiss my ass because the name of some of these independent shows that are out there, Feeling Minnesota and Steen Wolf and all these other stuff that people think are the great names, are going to hate on Great Balls of Fire. Who cares? It's just the name of a pay per view. Big deal. Wow. The, lo the logo did look like a dick and balls. So. It, did look like, it did look like some balls hanging there, definitely. I don't know if I saw the uh, shaft area, but I did see well, the they, balls. Well, re they redid it because the smoke kind of went to like a curved thing, and then they redid it and like <laughs> took that away. It did look like a dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> so what was great about Great Balls of Fire, Brian? Uh, well, you want to start with Great Balls of Fire? Okay. Sure. Fine, since you didn't watch any of it. I know you read all about catch it on, me those, up. on those dirt sheets. Yeah, catch me up. And I'm not one to do like a play-by-play -play rundown type of thing. We'll just start. At the main event. Okay. Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. You, you can't tell me you weren't, even when you just heard about that match, you haven't watched the product in about two months, when you heard just about that match, you weren't intrigued? I was. You weren't excited? I was. Why didn't you watch it? I heard after the fact that it was uh, on the short side. What did you expect? A 20-minute match between those two guys? Brock Lesnar is best when it's intense, short spurts of matches. Under 10 minutes, Brock Lesnar matches are going to be the best thing on any show. In my opinion. You want Brock Lesnar wrestling for 20 minutes? A little more than six. It was great. It w I'll, did, you, I'll did you like Brock Lesnar and Goldberg from WrestleMania? I think we were pretty unanimous when we talked about that. That was like maybe the best match on the show. And that was like a four-minute long match. Okay. Now, this match was <laughs> very, very... You, you don't remember it because you don't remember what you had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> this match was very, very, very good. Possibly an anticlimactic ending with only one F5 doing the job. But as we saw the next night on Raw, there could still be something else going between those two. I just want to say I foretold uh, Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe being the feud of the year. 
You so did. You I did, did say that. But uh, yeah, if it goes forward, I guess you might have a shot at it. But well, if it was a one and done. You should watch one Night Raw, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if, well, they're going to have a match, right? R- Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe this Monday. What are, the, what are the dirt sheets saying? I know there's a rumor out there. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> okay, okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let's go back to that pay-per-view still. Okay. Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in the ambulance match. Another fantastic match. Super hard hitting. The stuff these guys have been doing the past three weeks or so on Raw leading up to it, as well as their feud before Braun got injured, been awesome. There's nothing to dislike about either one of these guys. And the big angle afterwards where, in my opinion, looked like a double turn, finally turning Roman heel, turning Braun babyface, another great thing going on in WWE. What say you, Mr. Crockett? Well, it sounded like to me from what I heard... From, from what he from heard, my sources, all the uh, <laughs> that rumor <laughs> and innuendo. Crockett's going to start saying, Meltzer said. <laughs> <laughs> my, my good friend Dave. <laughs> the Wrestling Observer News later. Um, I, I, Roman didn't turn, did he? Uh, from what you he saw tried to fucking murder Braun Strowman. But on Monday, they didn't put that over as that he's uh, evil. They didn't put it over as evil, but they didn't necessarily like. Talk about how great he is like they normally do. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to see. And again, like you're reading one person's opinion on something versus how millions of people are viewing it and taking it. I'm on, on the Twitter also. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just like Brian is right now while we're trying to do a podcast. How, uh, how many hours a day you look at Twitter, you think? Oh, you got to keep up with the kids. Um couple hours a day. Oh, okay. That's good. 29 hours a week on podcast, <laughs> two hours a day on Twitter. Can't watch a couple of hours on television, folks. Anything else on Great Balls of Fire that you'd love to uh, expound on? Fantastic women's match. Non-finish. Big angle after the match. You know, look like uh, Sasha's starting to show an aggressive side. Could have another rematch or maybe a couple extra people. By, by the way, how forward. fucking ridiculous was the double knees to the floor oh like that? Oh my god! Off of the announce table, <laughs> yes. off the stage, onto the floor, the double knees. Holy! Like everybody's smokes. focused on. Oh, Alexa Bliss gets killed. It's like my first thought was with. Oh my god! I hope her that, knees are that okay. That is like a double whammy for either one of them. Like that's gonna suck to take. It's gonna suck to give. Like, but. Jesus Christ. You have to go back and look at that. I was like, especially with the current state of my knees. Like, I was... A <laughs> <laughs> little trouble standing last night, did you, right? I popped it back in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You uh, saw that, right? You at the... No, you weren't at the show, Michael. You don't go to the local independent shows. I was. Al- I, al- I almost made it. I almost made it. <laughs> yeah, did ya? Fury, how did you get him to come out of retirement to uh, to ref your match? I because to, I had to slip him a couple <laughs> bucks. I I've, I've been trying to get Michael to just ref one of my matches so we could have a story to tell on the podcast, and he won't do it. It would be good. You could talk about the training, getting ready to, uh, you know, get ready for the match and stuff, and then you know. Your nerves getting ready because you haven't repped a match in like nine months, you know, just all those different stuff. It'd, it'd be great. That's why I'm heading back to the gym. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows when he's going to head back to the gym, folks? That's <laughs> no, 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 no. Monday, Monday. That's, who knows? He's starting Monday. <laughs> exactly. I saw someone downstairs that uh, says the same thing. It's his cheat day, too. Hey, today's your cheat I was just going to say that. Today's your cheat day. Oh, it's my cheat day, too. <laughs> all right. So, Great Ball, you weren't upset by the non-finish in the women's match? The no, not count out? Because, again, right now, SummerSlam season. SummerSlam, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year this pay-per-view and the one that's coming up for smackdown and stuff are going to be some non-finish and different things heading into their second biggest pay-per-view of the year it's expected this time of year it happens all the time no matter what 
Wow, this guy, he's never has a negative slant on anything. Look, I'm not riding the why. I'm not, like, don't point me in the Malonis Ring of Honor category here. I'm not riding the <laughs> company minute, line. Wait a minute. I'm not riding the company line. I'm just saying my <laughs> honest opinion on what's going on here. What about Monday? We talked a little bit about the Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns stuff. Anything else the on Samoa Monday, Samoa Joe, Raw? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar segment was fantastic on Monday Night Raw. It was so good. Honestly, it was great. Three of the most physical and biggest, toughest guys that get the most reactions all together in the ring, heading into the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, not really sure what's going to happen. Plus, with Braun kind of being hurt, not really sure where he stands, like, heading into SummerSlam, we really don't know what the deal is going to be yet. And your dirt sheets have, like, 20 different ideas of what it could be, but they still don't know either, which makes it even better, because there's not all that crap out there where people know exactly what's going to be happening at SummerSlam. Well, hey, to, to be fair here for a second, yes. uh, I mean... Uh, I might be called the company show, but I guess I have taken financial payments from that company. But our good friend Brian has never taken a dime from from uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. So he, this is all just that, free. This is, is all just of his own free will here. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, maybe we'll get into it in a few minutes about uh, Brian's. I've, I've received a few paychecks from them. <laughs> Not recently, though, right? Well, a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. In just it's all second. coming out now. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that uh anything else from raw besides that one promo segment uh stuff with the girls again he- you know tr- heading into SummerSlam. Th- that's where everything's going right now is heading into the second biggest pay-per-view of the year besides wrestlemania and royal rumble SummerSlam is like my favorite thing on in wwe i used to hate it when i was a kid because it meant back to school time right after SummerSlam. <laughs> but as an adult and then i don't have kids it doesn't mean anything to me anymore other than the second biggest pay-per-view of the year the summer, the summer slam in the summer slum. <laughs> uh, was there anything on SmackDown? Did you watch SmackDown as well? I did watch SmackDown as well. Wow. They're heading into Battleground. Battleground? Yeah. Uh, they're heading into their Battleground pay-per-view. And for people that are going to talk about, oh, there's so many pay-per-views, blah, blah, blah. You're not paying $40 each time for them anymore. They're just on the network. So if you don't have to watch them if you don't want to, you don't have to watch them live either. If you want to watch them here and there throughout the day, you have a smartphone, you can watch it on your phone if you really want to. So instead of listening to some terrible podcast about Big Brother Canada Crockett, put the network on your phone. Oh, you can't put the network on your phone. <laughs> there's, there's, one, there's one thing I will say about especially even with the more pay-per-views now, is the reason why I, I think the Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar match was so anticipated is because they had fought, but they hadn't had a match yet. Yes. Like, by the time you get to these pay-per-views, you've seen these freaking guys wrestle all these either weird incarnations of tag matches or multi-man matches. There's no anticipation of the big match anymore, with the exception of, like, Brock Lesnar. He's the only guy whose matches usually, like, you're like, I can't wait to see this match because I haven't seen him wrestle this guy where right. everybody else it's I see this guy wrestle you know I mean th- think about I mean I, and I know you can't go all the way back but think about in the days of like the enhancement matches on superstars and challenge you'd, you'd see a guy on TV once or twice a month and then and then the pay-per-views are quarterly um, now it's you see him wrestle on, uh, every single Monday Usually, in some sort of mixed up way, they're wrestling the guy who they're going to wrestle at the pay per view, anyways, and then they wrestle for three or four straight pay per views. Yeah, that is uh, that is one of my biggest complaints about the way things are done now. Like, oh, complaint number one. Well, it is. I mean, like he he's like, you should want to see these guys in their big singles matches at these events more so. And I think 
I think they do a better job of it at like the big four still. WrestleMania, SummerSlam type of thing. But all these other ones, yeah, like Rusev and Cena are going to wrestle the next one in a very dated flag match. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, there's, they, they were part of a tag team match on Raw. I mean, on, on SmackDown. So it's like, yeah, there's too much interaction between the guys heading into pay-per-views, I, I think, which kind of waters it down. But I think the wrestlers themselves are smart enough to not give away a lot of their big spots or big things or ideas that they have planned for those singles matches. So the matches themselves are still going to be solid and really good, but the anticipation isn't going to be there as much as it would be for, like, Brock and Joe were. Yeah, I would love to see it. I don't know if I don't know if WWE even releases it like the most watched things on the network or whatever, but Yeah, they I, have those every week. Oh, they do. I would I would think the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view is probably one of the higher watched non like WrestleMania Royal Rumble type pay-per-views they've probably had, I'm guessing, because Some people were like, saying it's pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, I, I it was a great pay-per-view and I was I mean, as a fan, I was I was excited for that match. I I wanted to see that match. It was very And just like every Brock Lesnar match, I think it's you know, he he does a better job than anybody in wrestling right now of blurring the line and everything he does. Everything he does is so different. It has like an MMA fight, big fight type of feel, no matter who it is he's in there with. It's not a wrestling match. It's it's a fight, and it, it is, it's going to be feel intense. Like, oh, shit, did this guy really get pissed off here? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Brock Lesnar feels like, and it's, he does a great job, better than anybody it at it. And at any time, it, it's just, it has a really different feel to him. And I like the fact that he's not there. People complain about, oh, the champion's not there every week, blah, blah, blah. We're living in an MMA world now where champions only defend their title maybe twice a year. So I don't mind the fact that he's not there all the time as the champ because then it gives the Intercontinental Championship a little more prestige and more time on Raw and different things like that where even though Miz and Dean Ambrose are still feuding over it for whatever reason. And that's complaint number two there, wow. Crockett, since you're keeping track. All right. I wish we Mark did see him down. a little more often. Than Although we, that changed. I, w- I wish we did see him a little more often than we do, though. Like the three- or four-month hiatuses as the champion are... And I think some people are probably complaining because they really like Brock Lesnar. They just want to see him right. a little more. His hiatuses are shorter than Crockett's, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, how can you not want to watch SmackDown with talent like Nakamura and Kevin Owens, AJ Styles and stuff all, all, on, all on one roster? Like, the matches are going to be good. They deliver. Two weeks ago, uh, Gable and Styles had a match on SmackDown that was fantastic. So, so, so good. Whether it had some storyline implications or not, it didn't matter. The match itself was really good. And if you're a fan of wrestling, why wouldn't you want to watch those types of guys go out there every week and wrestle? So Raw and SmackDown, which is your preference? I tend to watch Raw every week. Tuesday nights I'm here training, so I don't always watch SmackDown on my DVR. But I record it every week. I'll flip through things. Uh, I'll, I'll watch things here and there. And I definitely see a lot of the clips online. But at the same time, I'm still at least watching some of it. Which is which is the program that's better week to week in your opinion? I think SmackDown has better wrestling, but I think Raw has better stories and angles and stuff. Raw to me is just painful to watch. It's because so long. I think that third hour so really long. is kind of like all right. Yeah, and and they're okay. so and they're so formulaic with it. Like it just it feels the same all the time. And then once you get into the third hour every week of it, it's just that, that's just my my viewing of Raw tends to be watch the majority of the first two hours and then putter out you know it's just the third hour kills me <laughs> what do you do on tuesday nights crockett oh tuesday nights sometimes we're recording our 
BDA exclusive podcast. Okay. It's Parcheesi night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it varies week to week. Okay. You can't just pop the TV on? I could. Your wife doesn't allow it? No, it's not. That's not no, it. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could. I, I definitely could. Um, so watching Friends reruns. So let's talk. Let's let's pretend you still have the network. Yes. Okay. Why um why don't you ever watch NXT? You watch the takeovers where you go somewhere else to watch it. Yes. But you watch takeovers. Yes, I love the takeovers. Why don't you watch the week to week stuff? I don't know. I I, I really should check it out. I want to check it out now that uh, Mauro Ronaldo is calling the action every week, and I'm starting to hear good things. I'm anticipating a lot of changes down there coming up. But I yeah, I mean since I. Lost the network. I haven't watched it. Obviously, the NXT product is the closest product to what we grew up with. I think where it's not all just big name versus big name every single week. It's modified enhancement type matches, getting things ready and building towards those takeovers. And the takeovers are five or five or a year or something. Yeah, they're like getting that. a little more a little more frequent now. Yeah, I feel I feel like at some point they're gonna get well, those one a month. Maybe six a year, but that is the closest type of wrestling product on television today to what we grew up with where it's you know again those enhancement matches and and the anticipation for those bigger matches are there they, they, they build them they're not in a bunch of different tag matches leading up to those takeovers and stuff so i think there's no reason not to try to watch that product especially it's if much more concise product yes definitely especially if those are shorter is what you're saying <laughs> well, yeah, they get to the point. There's no yeah. dragging out of shit it's like even the takeovers why are they so awesome because they're like two two and a half hours yeah, and everything's been built too properly. Everything is there. You, you really want to see these matches. You want to see these guys. Or if it's a bigger name debuting, like you, you're excited to see this guy, what he's going to do in NXT, like, it's great. There's no reason to not watch that product. I, but I, th- I think the difference is with NXT, it's all on the network. So the people who have the network are hardcore wrestling fans, and, and the product on TV, they're gearing towards... They're really gearing the, the product on TV to non-wrestling fans because they want the non-wrestling fans to stop the clicker and say, hey... What the hell is this? Let me watch this. And try to sell them the network. There you watch, go. <laughs> to watch more. Is still on Hulu? I don't know that it is. I'm not sure. I saw... We have like a free trial of Hulu just recently, and I saw the the sign for NXT, but I don't know if that was older episodes that used to be on there or if they still put the newer ones up. I, I didn't click on it to look. I was just trying to watch some Bob's Burgers cause, <laughs> since it's, it's not on Netflix anymore. Now it's on Hulu. <laughs> So I don't know if they put the new ones on there, too, for people to watch and peruse, but obviously the takeovers are only going to be on the uh, network. But one year ago, yes, the Cruiserweight Classic began like yesterday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. How much did you love that, Michael? It was pretty great. Pretty great, he says. Pretty great. So they just recorded the May Young Classic yes. with, with, with the ladies and stuff. Are you excited for that? I tweeted that I was very fired up after I watched the Parade of Champions with the with all the different. You want spoilers, Mike? Ladies. You want spoilers? We don't. Well, no, you're gonna give away spoilers. <laughs> oh, Br- Br- Brian Fury is stopping us. He's, oh, we can give away WWE. I read all the spoilers. We can give away WWE spoilers. I don't oh, care okay. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian Fury was like telling us to no, stop you, because if you, you know, want to go for it. I, re- I read all the spoilers and stuff because it's different. Like being in the business and outcome to a match doesn't matter to me. I like to see how the match goes and how they get there. Right. But it's, you know, as a if I was just a fan still, I think reading as much spoilers as I may or may not do would ruin things for me compared to now. But are you, So you are excited about that. So you yes. might get your 
subscription back by then? In, in a month and a half, when they, they finally start <laughs> airing those. <laughs> we finally start airing the May Young Classic. Gives, gives us some time to pay down a credit card so you can have that <laughs> 10 bucks a month free. Holy smokes. Uh, Mike, just keep creating new email addresses so you can keep getting free yeah. months. <laughs> oh, is that what you do? <laughs> no, I, I've had my network subscription since day one. Of all, and I, I did too. All the way through. But uh, yeah, the last Mrs. couple Mrs. times. Mrs. Fury pays for the subscription at the house, so she did, she, she takes care of me with that. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One last trip to Kudoba a week there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about NXT, Brian, and we all know you're, um, you're singing the praises here of WWE, except for two points. <laughs> Everything is fantastic. Uh, look, I'm just saying... To cut you off for a second here before we get into it with the next thing you're going to say, like, you're acting like, oh my God, like I have zero time to watch it when you can't even tell me what you're doing when it's on. And I'm trying to tell you that it's nowhere near as horrible as you're making it out to be, or Mike Mills, the idiot, is trying to make it out to be. <laughs> Jesus. That was Brian Michael Fury, not Brian Michael Malone. <laughs> I like that. Mike Mills. He's a great dude, but he's hating on the product for absolutely no reason. Keep watching what, 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 Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Holy smokes. Like, <laughs> Holy smokes. No. I, that. Mid, I like that. Mid-South. <laughs> yeah, whatever garbage he's watching from back in the day. Like Wrestling has evolved, Mills. Evolve with it, please. Well, he likes Sasha. He loves <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> well, Brian, we know you're talking great about WWE, and it's basically because... He's on you, the payroll. You want a job or, or if, you're, yeah, if you're not already on the payroll. <laughs> you're looking for you're chill for the company because you've, uh, you, as you said, you took a paycheck a couple of months ago and you headed down to Orlando for a week as a guest trainer at the WWE Performance Center. Is this or is this not correct? That is correct. There you go. See? We're going to stop right now. I'm and, throw and, this and, he's giving, and he's giving me crap about uh, <laughs> my being a show for Ring of Honor. <laughs> so do you want to talk about it or, you, or, or you know? No, Mike, this, my, uh, Brian, this is like, this is like, this, this is like historic a little bit. We got a, a quasi WWE employee and a quasi <laughs> Ring of Honor yeah. employee together. <laughs> on a You might have to leave, Brian. <laughs> a couple of quasi. <laughs> a couple of guys who took paychecks and don't have contracts. <laughs> so how, how, Brian Fury, did this opportunity come about to go down to the Performance Center for a week? Um, obviously, I've had some fairly decent success up here, training students out of the New England Wrestling Academy. Sasha and Banks, Donovan Dijak, Tony Lorkin, Lorkin, you know, and other people that are great in the New England Mark area. Mark Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> Burned by Callow. <laughs> the list goes on and All on. All the stars. The right, list go goes on and on. I love those guys, but yeah. Um, and so, I've uh, kind of known Matt Bloom uh, on and off throughout the years. Obviously, he's from the New England area, and he came to the school one day when he was home from Japan, and we talked and stuff, and I saw him at TVs a couple times, and I've been in touch, and so he asked me to go down to do a week of training at the Performance Center, and obviously I thought it was a fantastic opportunity, and I jumped at the chance, and that's how that kind of came about. Were there any like uh, reservations on your end to go into that? I was, I guess, nervous because... Like, who the hell am I to be going and training uh, at the WWE Performance Center? But once I got there, I realized, like, I just do what I do when, I was, when I'm in the ring. Like, I train and teach, and I know, obviously, like, I've had a good enough of a track record. I know what I'm doing. Um, the proof is kind of in the pudding type of thing. And so 
thinking about it beforehand, I was like, why would these guys listen to me or whatever else? Like, I'm kind of a nobody versus some of the people that they have down there. Obviously, like, you know, you get Shawn Michaels and Terry Taylor and Scotty Duhati and so on and so forth down there. Like, why would they listen to me? But like, once I got there, I realized, like, there are, everybody was just awesome, super positive attitudes, and they're willing to learn from whoever they bring down. So when you went down there, they took care of all your accommodations and all that they kind did. of stuff? Yep, yeah, accommodations. They gave me, I got a rental car for the week and stuff, and I went to two of the NXT uh, Florida house shows while I was there. So walking in day one to the performance center, what was the, you had the bundle of nerves? I was a little nervous. You know, I, I got there Sunday evening and then I immediately drove from to the hotel and then drove from the hotel to the performance center because I wanted to see how far away it was and I didn't want to be late and I wanted to kind of get the lay of the land a little bit Gotcha. Uh, just so I wouldn't look like an asshole uh, showing up late on my first day there. I <laughs> uh, figured it all out. When I got there, I was a little nervous. Um, the front door is locked, so I had to like ring this buzzer. And Norman Smiley, that's the first person I saw. So I was like, hey, he knew I was coming, so he knew who I was, introduced me, brought me into Matt Bloom's office, talked with Matt for a little bit. My good, close personal friend Jerry Lynn was also doing a, uh, <laughs> a guest week uh, that same week as well, uh, training. So it was awesome to have somebody that I've actually have become legit friends with and close with there experiencing the same type of thing that. That I was. Did you know he was going to be there when you... I did not. No. He didn't know I was going to be there either. And so when Matt was like, oh, have you met Jerry Lynn before? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's here too. And he called him into the office and we were both like, oh, hey. <laughs> we became buddies wrestling at the Super 8 years and years ago. And so then Matt gave me a tour around the whole facility. And as I was taking the tour, there were some people working out in the gym that I knew and some people in a couple of the rings that I knew. So I started to feel a little more comfortable knowing a lot of the talent that was there. And then it was just kind of wait around till he told me what rings he wanted me to go in and help out with or watch or observe. Sounds sounds a lot like TV. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, <sighs> was the, was it egg shelly? Were you? It around? wasn't eggshells, but I was. I think this was a, a a running theme for me where I was kind of reserved and quiet outside of when I was doing the training w with the talents and stuff, I was just kind of watching and listening and, and observing stuff, see how things go and how things run there. But when I got assigned to a ring or talents and stuff, then I was just me in the ring, teaching things and explaining things and going through everything like I would in the ring. Like once I go through those ropes, I don't know if it's like instincts naturally kick in and I do what I've always done, you know? So but outside, I don't know. I'm, I'm loud and abrasive for people that know me, but in situations like that, I'm just kind of quiet and reserved, which is not, you know, I, I don't know if it's eggshelly or I'm just being quiet and actually taking things in to see how things go. Did you watch your mouth when you were uh, teaching? Oh, yes. yes. I was, I was, <laughs> uh, wasn't a whole lot of swears down there, maybe no. one or two the whole week, but once I realized that the other trainers were swearing and stuff too, I was like, oh, okay. It's, okay, it's poopy. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the uh, the other trainers that were there? You mentioned Smiley, Sky Tuhati. Yeah, uh, Johnny Saint was there, uh, which was insane for you know the, <laughs> the legend of Johnny Saint to be there. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Terry Taylor. I was with Robbie Brookside most of the week. Uh, Steve Carino. Sarah Amato, um, I think that was the whole crew of everybody that is there. Uh, Terry Taylor. Yeah, but I didn't, but I didn't, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the first pictured. Um, yeah, Terry Taylor was there. So 
like everybody has a group of students that they're with that that they're assigned to and that's those are their guys and they have their class schedule of when they go to the gym and when they're in the ring or doing tape review which is what they call like a skull session and so it's very similar to like how things are here which is funny because we'll do tape reviews you know we do in ring stuff we do we don't do workouts but we do blow up drills and different things here so it's you know they're kind of put through everything and the talents come and go when they're assigned to be there and not be there like I was with Robbie Brookside most of the week and a lot of the newer 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 students most of the um the Chinese and, and Mandarin people that are that are there so with almost no wrestling experience those are the guys that I was assigned to and we were teaching all kinds of different things I had like takeovers and some bumps and just different roles and stuff like that I was with those guys helping out with that throughout most of the week uh, first two days I was with Robbie and then the last three days or two and a half days I had the class to myself i was just teaching the ring and stuff and it was it was awesome like matt do these, was, do these guys speak english or what do you need a translator there was a translator work? there uh ho 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 loon who was also in the cruiserweight classic he's he can speak both really well some of them are can speak some broken english some really not at all the good thing about wrestling is you can show things with body language and explain things that way and have the translator to help, but you know you can just teach by showing physically how things work and everything, so they were kind of learning that way. So I would just kind of ask Matt, like, what type of stuff do you want them to learn today? And we would go through that and then see how they improve. And you know, at the end of the week, he was like, show me these two things that he taught you. And they, they would go, and I'm just like standing there like nervous, like, all right, well, these are the things I taught them. I hope they hope they do them really well. <laughs> um, and they actually, you know, they all did well and they all learned and, you know, it was awesome. They were they were fun. They were really funny guys, uh, the <laughs> the manner, especially Leo. Well, yeah, I was talking about the, the bigger guy, Leo right? Leo is awesome. <laughs> and I became good buddies. He is so funny. He's just charismatic beyond belief. Really? Not the best athlete, but he is super charismatic, super funny, super outgoing, and there isn't a person in that building that doesn't absolutely love that guy. I know, like, Sasha Banks would always, like, tweet about him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. I didn't even know he was a wrestler when she's first, like, putting this stuff, like, because he doesn't look, obviously, right. he doesn't look stereotypically like no, not, not at a all. wrestler. Especially with a lot of those other guys, because there's a guy that's, like, close to seven feet tall and all these athletes and a couple guys that were actors over there. And then there's Leo, and Leo sticks out like a sore thumb, but he, when you just physically look at him, it's the bad ways, but once you start seeing him interact with people and everything it's like okay wow there's there's something really about this guy that is just awesome like he's so funny so energetic he's he's very enjoyable so um you kind of brushed by a name there as you're talking about the trainers sean michaels was down at the performance center so sean michaels obviously a childhood hero of mine yes and it's just so weird i was in like I met him like the first day. He was just like eating sweet potatoes and stuff. And as he was waiting for his class to kind of do something. And then I saw him again a little bit later eating something else. And then the next day we were in the office together, like where the trainers kind of hang up before things. And he was eating again. And I was just like, do you just eat all the time? <laughs> like what is going on? <laughs> and then just Shawn Michaels and I had like a 20 minute conversation about random stuff, food and whatever else. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like it was just <laughs> so weird, you know. Like I'm not marking out or anything, but I'm just having a conversation with like one of my childhood idols. It was awesome. Were you like, hey, you know, I I throw a super kick too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone does, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you spoke to Shawn Michaels, and you 
mentioned to me that there is a kind of special moment while you were there with a Make-A-Wish kid. Yes. Um, so obviously, like uh, his favorite wrestler at the time was Nakamura, and I believe for the, the the child he had leukemia. You said I I, th- I don't remember exactly what it was. Thinking back now, but it it, it might have been that. Um, but his family and stuff were there, and they came in and they took a tour of the facility while we were all doing training and stuff like that. And then you know he got to meet his favorite wrestler Nakamura, and they're taking pictures and stuff, and they did this bit where Patrick Clark came out and like interrupted them taking pictures together and they him and Nakamura kind of like argued a little bit and they're like well there's only one way to settle this they have to have a match and so the performance center has like the center stage ring where there's like the entrance there's like the whole entrance way and stuff there so people can practice their entrances and go over stuff and all the lighting rigs are set up to go over that main ring and so they had him like ring announced a match, you know Nakamura and Patrick Clark were in full gear. They did a, a short like four minute match, like just for this kid. Well, with all of the uh, trainers and students there around the ring, like cheering for Nakamura and booing everything Patrick Clark did. And Patrick Clark, he's a Velveteen Dream, right? The Velveteen yes. Dream, yes. Um, and did a whole little match, like specifically just for this one kid, and then. You know, obviously went well. He loved it, and then everybody come through and shake the whole family's hands, and you know, thank them for coming, and took a big group picture and stuff. And it was a really cool thing for them to do, like in the middle of the day, just for you know this one person. And it was it was really awesome. It was really great, and to see the family, how they were reacting to the whole thing, you know, and the kid just loving it, like it was it was awesome. It was a really cool thing for them to do. And you talked about the house shows. There were a couple of house shows that week. So you did the training all week long, mm-hmm. you know, helping out with uh, Robbie Brookside and all that stuff. And so the house shows, what is it, Friday and Saturday? It was. I did the Thursday and Friday, and I flew home Saturday morning. Okay. They did have one Saturday night, too, but yeah, I, I flew home um, that Saturday morning. So it was Tampa and then Jacksonville. If I remember the first one correctly, I think it was Tampa. And so I was just kind of um, shadowing... Uh, the coaches as they were doing producing and stuff to kind of see how they put matches together and how they run things. And um, the first night was Terry Taylor and Sarah Amato were the two producers. So I was kind of with them and with them at Gorilla watching with them in the monitor, things they were saying. And then the next day was uh, Steve Carino and Norman Smiley as they were kind of just watching things. And it was cool to see their viewpoints on things. And I was able to give feedback to the wrestlers and stuff too, just like I would here. Uh, you know, some of my guys give feedback on what I thought was good and bad because those house shows are a lot of the guys that they're training or different people that are getting ready to appear on things, uh, just kind of working on things, like just like regular house shows for the main roster, but it's different people that are coming up so people can see them before they start doing things on TV and whatnot, which is, is really cool. It's like an independent show, like their version of independence, those uh, Florida house shows. Yeah, these are smaller shows. They're, before they go to TV, before they go on the road to those bigger NXT shows, they do these smaller shows around Florida, right? Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and it's like the independent shows for the NXT, people coming back from injury and different things, so it's it's really cool to see that level of the NXT before they get ready for uh, their TVs or different things like that. And I, for some of the people, like one of the nights had like a 205 Live type of thing, like a match, and they had something they specifically they needed to work on, like we need you to work on like a break in the action for commercial break on television. And that was like something they were assigned, they were told they had to work on during the match. And they would give the ref the cues and all that stuff as though it was like a commercial for a TV match. So they can kind of get ready for things while they're on 205 Live or, or TV and stuff like that. So As Raw rolls on. <laughs> <laughs> so it was neat to see, you know, 
people get specific things or obviously the students that they're training every week something they know they need to work on so they tell them like this is what you need to work on in this match this is what we want to get out of you and then there's reports written right that night about the house show how everybody does things for the matches and that, that gets sent out to bloom triple h and all these other guys that night so they can review and read things so their hands and you know their fingerprints and eyes are on everything that happens at all times down there which is i thought was really cool especially compared to some of the stories we told right. a couple weeks yeah, ago I was, yeah. with steve uh, <laughs> and and whatever else like People are not having any idea what's going on, but no, they're getting emails and reports uh, on classes that day and then the shows that night and stuff is pretty awesome. It's amazing how far the developmental process has become because it actually seems to have become a true developmental process. Or before it was like, oh, these guys have potential. We'll give them a contract. Go wrestle in this obscure place where nobody's ever going to see you and then... If we like your look, we'll bring you up. Yeah, you heard like Mike Mills' buddy Jim Cornette talk about OVW, where they, you know, they book this guy as a babyface. He's their top babyface. They can bring him up to TV. He's a heel on TV. Like he's never worked as a heel before in OVW. Now he's on the main roster. He's a heel. It's like there was no connection there. Now it seems it's completely seamless now. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got that same gimmick, and they're coming up and doing that same gimmick, whether it works or not, or it's booked the same. It's a totally different story, but. Yeah, what they're working on what they're going to be doing on that main roster, which is which is pretty cool. I think the week for me was it was a great experience. Whether I, I get a job or not from it, like is is besides the point. Like it was great to see how things have changed, how things have evolved, and how the whole another part of that whole machine works and runs it was really good and beneficial for me running a school hopefully feeding students to them because I, I know different things I know what they're looking for more I know different drills and stuff that they do so uh, it was awesome for me to be able to see that now I can prepare my students a little better for when if and when they get tryouts or different things so how was it left with with like uh, Matt Bloom and stuff like that? Oh, it was that, great. He right? just sent me an email recently, said, you know, I was I was very energetic. I was, I was very passionate. He, he knows the type of person I am. He's got a couple more people that they're doing things with. And, uh, you know, they get more people coming down. So they might be hiring again soon. And, you know, just I guess the next step would be you go back down for like, I think it's like two weeks. And they kind of go from there. So, I mean... It's one of those. I've been in wrestling long enough where I'm not holding my breath for anything. Right. I, I get I got a great thing going on here, and if something like that happens, fantastic. If it doesn't happen, I, I'm, you know I'll I'll be kind of bummed out. Or, or you do the thing where you say, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said this one thing on Tuesday morning, <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't have you know stepped on this right foot while I was doing this type of thing." Like maybe I shouldn't have done a podcast talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's pro wrestling where you always gonna second guess yourself if something doesn't go exactly how you dreamed it your whole life or whatever but that's just conversations you completely replay in your head over and over again <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah, don't know what that's like at all yeah you guys, <laughs> the, you guys did a whole podcast on that <laughs> so i mean yeah I mean, it was, it was, i'm happy with it I'm, I'm again but i'm in a very great place here where if something like that doesn't happen that it's all right with me and i can keep doing my thing here in this area and who knows down the down the road and you are doing a fantasy camp at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy coming up. Of fantasy course. camp? Mike, your whole life's a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kramer. Um, so so uh, that is August 26th, yes. correct? Yes. August 26th, 10 a.m. We say 2 p.m., but it usually goes to like 3, 3.30-ish nowadays. It's an awesome day to kind of see if you want to become a pro wrestler or... 
just to say, hey, man, I did something in the ring once in my life, like lived out that dream, that fantasy of something you always wanted to do. It's a great way for a lot of people to start their career, obviously. Oni Lorcan and Sasha Banks both started their career at a fantasy go, go, camp. Going way back, like, uh, didn't like Tommaso uh, Ciampa and Max Bauer both when we did those here, you know, way back when. That's, I mean, yep. a lot of people have come through yeah. through these doors on one day camp. camps. And, and people yeah. that do the fantasy camp, they get discounted rates to the school for a limited period of time. If they signed up, sign up within a month afterwards, and then um, we go from there. Like, it's awesome. A lot of our current students came from fantasy camps. So, you know, it's an awesome day. For either one, just living your dream or wanting to see if this is something you really want to do. And our friend Timothy will be there as well, who won on our one-year anniversary podcast. That's right. He won the uh, fantasy camp. He'll get extra special treatment uh -oh. here. Uh-oh, I'm seeing the eyes. Uh -oh. <laughs> you better buy a curtain jerker t-shirt and wear it that day. <laughs> so it is the New England Press Academy Fantasy Camp, August 26th. That's a Saturday, correct? Yes, Saturday and morning. And how do the people get more information or just sign up and check speak us to out about it? on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, NE Pro Wrestling on uh, all three. Facebook.com slash NE Pro Wrestling. You can go to NEProWrestling.com. You can? Or, you sure? You, you can go there and you, okay. can, you can email us right off there. You just email us straight up, NE Pro Wrestling at Hotmail.com. Keeping Love that Hotmail, hotmail alive. <laughs> <laughs> Me and me alone. Um, yeah, and then we, you know, we get a lot of reservations and stuff, but there's still plenty of spaces available for people that want to sign up. Last fantasy camp, we had like 36 people sign up for it, and it was awesome. Packed house, you, you, you came yes. down and saw some of the festivities. Packed house, great time. You know, anybody else that wants to come, we got two rings it. here, so there's a lot of room. Two rings, plenty of room, plenty of floor space as well. People be doing bumps on the cement. You know, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I just figured out Brian's a shill for uh, WWE. I'm yes. a shill for Ring of Honor. You're a show for the NEPWA. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's gonna have something. Yeah. At least, at least we're getting kickbacks from the places we're shills for, though. Oh. Well. <laughs> no, he's more of a shill for other local podcasts. I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll get into that in a few the minutes. The Hurricane Rana, which has one every like. Hey, checking the boots, everybody. Why make sure you listen to that? Uh... I love podcasts. Someone spread the word about podcasts. You Frank do. Fury. You should do a podcast about podcasts, then, Michael, because we've decided today you don't watch pro wrestling. You don't enjoy pro wrestling so how do we how do we resolve this whole thing that uh, the premise of this podcast watch uh, wrestling okay. watch wrestling some go to an independent show you live in new england like the mecca of independent wrestling there's some, you can throw a rock and find an independent wrestling show go to one <laughs> you don't know what you're doing monday nights tuesday nights you don't have the networks so you can't watch nxt on wednesdays you don't watch impact on thursdays you don't go to independent shows on fridays saturdays or sundays He's bringing, you, 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 know what he's, you know what he's busy doing? Hiking. Bring, no, that <laughs> that and, bring, and bringing his poor wife, who is from Mexico, to fake Mexican restaurants in the New England area. <laughs> Subject, subjecting her to, I mean, I, 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 I like it, <laughs> but I can't imagine somebody somebody who's actually from Mexico enjoys the fake Mexican food. Why don't you take her to a food. supermarket so she can buy some stuff to cook for you? Right where she belongs, right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant, but that was another jab at Michael Crocker, who doesn't like going to supermarkets, because there are a lot of people there. <laughs> well, market baskets, fucking terrible. I'm with you at market basket. I'll, you. Gladly, I'll gladly go pay a little more like Hannaford or something and not have to go to market basket. Yes, indeed. Okay, so Brian, show for Hannaford. Hey, Hannaford, if you want to throw me a, <laughs> a gift certificate. Look, I'm all about market basket, the bucket, baby. Save some cash and... Just don't go on the third of the month. <laughs> Come on, now. Uh, so I guess I'm going to have to sign up for the WWE Network again, guys. I think it's going to happen, especially uh, before the Mae Young Classic. That's because you want to watch Ride Along. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's all Ray talked about the other day. I hung up my, our buddy Ray. 
All he talked about was Ride Along and how much he loved it. <laughs> he, he came over for Great Balls of Fire. Yes, he did, didn't he? He did. I didn't make it. All right. Big surprise. <laughs> well, you're going to stick around, right, Brian Fury? I guess I'll my invitation here. got lost in the mail. Yeah, I guess so. I'll be. You, you need me to close the show with you again? It, it might. It looks like uh, Brian uh, Brian, you itchy. You should have called me when you did the uh, G1 review. I watched that, too, because I watched professional wrestling, Mr. Crockett. <laughs> no, you know, you, know, you know where I really screwed up was I should have had Paul Crockett on because he replaced one Brian Michael with another. It would have been, it would have been smart yeah, to replace tap. one Crockett with another, but... It would have been very dry and well, what, grown if you did Paul Crockett. What, I love what, the guy. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do if, if I get a full time gig with Ring of Honor? You get a full time gig with WWE. Crockett said we're doing this podcast alone. <laughs> no, I'll find somebody. We'll be drinking water. That's what we. That's what we do. You can do podcasts alone, right? <laughs> yeah, you do. Good to get <laughs> had to. Good to take a good <laughs> swig for yourself. That's very parched. <laughs> All right, give us your feedback, folks. Every week we do something called Merv Griffin Time, a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter. With your take on this week's episode, if you want to yell at me, if you want to yell at Croc Socks, please do <laughs> for uh, for my lack of involvement with the current WWE product or any product at all. Let's stop with the just current. That's what I focus on mostly here, just because. But you don't watch any wrestling. It's 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 been deemed you watch zero wrestling. I watched the next month and a half of ROH TV. I went to Lowell. <laughs> Use the hashtag WPAN. How much you paid for that ticket? Uh, plenty. Use the hashtag WPAN on Twitter. We'll mention you in your tweets later this week because every Thursday it's an all new, all different episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing for our friends at BDA Radio. As always, we're discussing a new topic every week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. Plus a whole lot more surprises are in the works, so be sure you're listening. Also, you can download past episodes of this podcast as they come off the NAI Network feed. They get added over there. We had just added our talk with Sean Burke, the recently retired Sean Burke from Evolve. We uploaded our one-year anniversary episode as well. It's all on the, on the it's all on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform. You can find it all over at BDA Radio. Hey, Bri, you, you know how much he hates professional wrestling, <laughs> right? They gave away a free uh, Young Bucks DVD at the Ring of Honor tapings, mm-hmm. and Michael gave it away in a contest last week. Yep. That's how much he hates wrestling. That's, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to share with the fans. <laughs> Greg Myron, your DVD is on the way, by the way. Your Superkick Party Part 2 DVD for I Ring love of Honor. that the NEI Network archives are now on the BDA radio thing, but since I'm subscribed to the BDA radio thing, <laughs> they automatically download, and I've already listened to them like three months prior or whatever it is. Well, listen again. Listen again, <laughs> yes. I don't have the type of time. I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our voicemail line. We want to hear from you guys in the voicemail line. Call. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Really appreciate your contributions. Let us know right now. Call the podcast. Let us know. Bury us. Do anything. Be a part of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, 401-584-9726. All right, Kingpin, all right, Firebrand, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Beating down Amore? Yes, Enzo Amore and Big Cass have broken up, from what I'm told. Cass destroyed (laughs) Enzo at the pay-per-view last week, from what I understand. And no one knows what could be next for the certified G. But what we do know 
is that BDA Radio has the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. It's BDARadio.com, and you can't teach that. Right, Kingpin? Yeah. So what do you think about the breakup of Enzo More and Big Cass, Brian Fury? Uh, possibly a little premature. Yes. I think uh, maybe they should have won um, tag titles at some point in time, but if you know me, you know I'm not a fan of Enzo and Cass at all. They are Attitude Era copycats. Oh, boy. And you all know how I feel about the Attitude Era. Come out, say the same catchphrase, blah, blah, so blah, blah, that's blah. That's because uh, you're S-A-W-F-T, <laughs> soft. That's complaint number three, by the way, from Ryan Fury. Real quick, Michael, since you just talked about BDA Radio and talking about MMA and stuff. Yes. Are you excited for the uh, Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight coming up? Not really. Because I know that, from what I understand, I've never seen Floyd mayweather Box. From what I understand, it's it's not the most exciting thing in the world. Well, boxing in general isn't, but he's a, he's a counterfighter. Very very good. So it's just it's all contact sports that you're against right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we we're gonna come to some sort of uh, gentleman's agreement here. That I'm gonna start watching a little bit more. I'm gonna get the network back. I'll check in on Raw. I'll check in on SmackDown. I'll watch a little pay per views. So uh, maybe we can all once once that happens, then then I'll I'll, I'll let up. Okay. Until then. Be prepared. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this week's promo about nothing. The year 1994, gentlemen. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. The revolutionary force in sports entertainment. And the Royal Rumble 1994 had a pretty famous promo from a gentleman, the late, great Owen Hart. Was the new generation starting in 94? I think it was just about to get there, okay. yes. The right. Bret Hart was on the rise, of All course, right. feuding with his brother Owen. So let's take a listen to Owen Hart, who's joined by Todd Pettengill, for this week's promo about nothing. I think I know which one this oh. is before you even play it. I think so, too. <laughs> Vince, I just got to tell you, I cannot believe what I just saw, Owen. Please tell me why. Why this despicable why, act? Why what? Why what? I don't understand. You want to know Why? Bret Hart, you're nothing but a selfish person. I went in there in a tag team match for the biggest match of my life. It was a dream come true. I thought I had the best partner in the world, my own brother. But you're too selfish, like I've said all along. Your ego is too big. You only worry about yourself, Brett. Bro, you don't oh, care about me. Unbelievable in front of your entire family. I don't family care about anybody. I was concerned about myself and my whole family. The biggest opportunity in my life. I had a chance, Brett, and you stripped it away from me. You took it away from me, Brett, because you're too selfish. All you had to do was just tag me. My hand was there. Just tag me. I knew your leg was bad. I was aware of that. Just tag me. But you're too selfish. You just want to put your sharpshooter on. I could have won the match. I don't need you with a bad leg doing it, Brett. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Owen, let me ask you something. You've obviously cost Brett a shot at the championship. There's no way he's going to be able to compete in the Royal Rumble match coming up tonight. Don't you think that was selfish on your part? There's no selfishness in me. There's not a selfish bone in my body. He cost himself the WWF tag team belts, and he cost me, his little brother, a guy that's never had the taste 
of a WWF belt before. He's done it before. He doesn't care about me. He just worries about himself. I don't care about you and the Royal Rumble, Brett, because this is my opportunity. I'm in it too. I'm not worried about you getting cost the WWF belt. I'm worrying about myself. And I'm going to get that belt because I didn't get a chance to win the tag belts because of you. But I can count on myself and I'll take the WWF belt. I'll win that Royal Rumble. Let's go back to ringside. Let, let's just go back to Vince McMahon. So, yes, <laughs> a, a famous moment when it comes to wrestling promos. <laughs> How does one, Brian Fury, kick their leg out of their leg? <laughs> it's a shame that that line is in there because that's a really good promo otherwise, I think. Yeah, the, the raw emotion of it. It's like right after the shot of Brett walking down the aisle like like all broken and, and that kind of playing in the background. It was really good. The visual of it is so awesome. Yeah, you see Brett broken looking at Owen on the screen and stuff, and it's only remembered for that one line. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the other famous uh, Owen Hart promo. The first of three great Owen Hart promos this year. Because the other one you're going to say is WrestleMania 10 right after his match with Bret Hart when he has that spit on his face yes. that no one tells him to wipe off at all. Yeah, that, 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 that's completely Todd Pettengill's fault. Completely. Just all you have to do is go a little eh, 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 right there, right there. I know you're Nothing. alive, the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And, yep, no one said wipe that spit right off your face. A little spittle. And for me, the third Owen Hart promo of the year was at the Survivor Series that year after he cost Brett to lose to Bob Backlund because he threw in the towel. And he cut, cut another promo right after the match, and he's like, you lost, Brett, because you're a loser. <laughs> like, just really long loser. It was fantastic. I mean, it, it, this is kind of the era of guys cutting their own promos and as you mentioned it is it's emotion it's it's raw emotion you can feel it you can understand where he's coming from even though he's the heel in the situation you can understand his plight his point of view yeah, it doesn't feel scripted it doesn't come no. it's not polished and there's like a, a rawness to it which which is good yeah, and that's kind of you know why you have little flubs like this, and you know kicking your leg out of your leg. <laughs> that's why I kicked your leg out your leg. <laughs> you, you see it on his face. Yeah, he realized it. <laughs> he was like, it was like the Booker T uh, N word incident. Yeah, why haven't we done that promo yet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. I, there's a couple that I'm uh, iffy on. There's a couple. There's that there's one. A Greg that, Valentine one that's pretty good too. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's the. The Jake from that Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. Jake. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure about that one either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's uh, a number of them. This is one of the uh, famous ones that I'm finally getting to here. Owen Hart, Royal Rumble 1994. Of course, I was there live, Brian, is in Providence, Rhode Island. A young 21-year-old Mike Crockett. 37-year-old <laughs> Mike Crockett. <laughs> I was there. I witnessed it all in person. And, Did you boo? Uh, Were you booing, Mike? I yes, he, he was despicable. Were you hissing, Mike? Yes, some hissing. <laughs> I remember, like I'm, I was like the biggest Bret Hart mark, but I could see Owen Hart's reasoning there. Like Bret Hart could have tagged, and he locked on the sharpshooter instead. The commentators did a great job of saying he he couldn't walk over there and make the tag, so he just put it on himself. But even as a 15 year old kid, I was like, man, like he should have just tagged. I still didn't like Owen for what he did, but I was I could see Owen's frustration. They should just had Owen be mad because he got sick of sitting on the sidelines watching his brother have the same match over and over again with the oh. same five moves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI network. So moving on. Big Kingpin. Boot. Leg drop.
<laughs> You're hitting the highways and byways, draw, Brian. Draw, draw money, rinse and repeat. <laughs> You're hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, Brian Malonis, the kingpin. You've got dates. Yeah, Mike. This Sunday I'll be at Fenway Park. For what? For the some like the family festival or something. I don't know the exact name. El Mundo Thank family Thank you very festival. much, Mike. I knew you'd be on top of it. Uh, but I'll be at Fenway Park. I believe the festivities start at noon. The wrestling will go all day. I don't know what time I'm wrestling, but uh, I'm going to come big, spend the day. Have a sausage. Yes, I'm going to big. I'm going to big tag team matchup, mixed tag team matchup with T Phoenix and Isanya taking on myself, the UFO heavyweight champion of the galaxy, and Davian, who apparently is the UFO women's champion of the galaxy. When Mike Crockett used to run, he crossed the plate at Fenway Park once. I certainly did a couple times. I donated, and I still get emails to this day from that organization. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> yes, right. Well, I appreciate it very much, gentlemen. I appreciate it very much. And then, Mike, the 30th, Beyond Wrestling, American Rana, Matinee Show, I'll be taking on Ace Romero, my former tag team partner. Good friend of yours, 2 formerly. p.m. start time, half-price tickets. Find Beyond Wrestling on all your social media platforms. BeyondWrestlingOnline.com. Thank you very much. And then August 4th, I'm heading to Danvers for Chaotic Wrestling. Also taking part in this event are the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. (laughs) Thank you. And the current (laughs) Ring of Honor World Champion, Cody... Just Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Go to ChaoticWrestling.com for all your ticket information. Where he's going... He don't need roads. <laughs> I like it. That's perfect. I like it. We That's talked, right there. Mike. We recently talked. Uh, uh, another Ring of Honor guy, because now I can be a Ring of Honor shill. Did you see Kushida, the Ring of Honor World uh, Television Champions Instagram post, kind of reliving uh, or going to some some filming locations of Back to the Future? Back to the yes. Future. Yes, Marty the uh, McFly home. I, I did see that. Yes, and the Burger King. Yes, <laughs> him and Cheeseburger past guest here at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Yes, so yes, I thought you get a kick out of that. I did. I, I did. Saw him at the uh, Michael J. Fox Star Hollywood. Took one of the Donald Trump star as well and said, Biff Tannen, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get out of here, I just want to mention again. The Facebook group that we started here, Putting Over Podcasts. We'll welcome everybody and all podcasters, all podcast fans. We're talking about pro wrestling podcasts over there. Just look up Putting Over Podcasts on Facebook. Just put it in the search bar and request to join. I will add you. And we're all just talking about uh, what we love. Pro wrestling podcasts. Putting Over Podcasts. Uh, the Facebook group. Booking the Territory. Mike Mills. We mentioned them all show along. Here we go. Booking the Territory. They do two shows a week. Sunday, it's the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. Thursday, their flagship show where they're talking about World Championship Wrestling, the Saturday 605 show. And you can find them on iTunes, on Podbean, on Stitcher, MikeMills.Podbean.com. Become a patron. Do all that stuff. And uh, join in with Mike Mills as he talks about the great past of professional wrestling and checking the boots. Yes, checking the boots, Brian Fury, with referee Tony S, with Chip K. Fabe. They are also talking about the past of professional wrestling, the history, the great stars of the past of wrestling over there on Checking the Boots, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and every Sunday a new episode drops of that podcast. The Rundown 
Wrestling Podcast with Adam and Jason. Jason is doing the rundown sit-downs as well. There's also the Nitro Mania Podcast, the NXT Flashback Podcast, all on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. This, this is like a sham wow infomercial. And there's more! <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast wherever you get your audio. And of course, we hope you continue to listen to the NAI Network all week long for DC and Doc Talk, The Pipe Bomb with Cool and Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, Town Hall, Indie Pop, and uh, what, what's going on with Scotty Slade, Brian Fury? Uh, you Scotty, know, isn't Scotty Slade and Jamie Jamikowski, right? Well, yeah, there's been a couple of different issues with different things. I'm hearing things are in the works, giving suggestions and stuff too. We'll see. Give it time. The inside perspective, perhaps. We've been promised it for months now. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to support the Kingpin, and myself especially, the best way to do so is buying our t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. It is the Curtain Jerker WPAN t-shirt. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. Crockett Thank- needs a mixer. <laughs> yes, thank you to them for uh, putting us in their store. Uh, or you can visit Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Hit that Shop Now button, the big blue button on the page. It will take you directly to our shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. We really appreciate your support. Thank you very much. And we are back on Thursday for the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on BDA Radio. Just search WPAN on your favorite podcatcher or go to BDARadio.com. And then join us next Monday here for the WPAN on the NAI Network. Work, episode 66. Brian Fury, thank you very much for joining us here this week. You don't mean that. I was very mean to you today. Well, I mean, yeah. You're showing me the error of my ways. I was going a little too far the other direction, Brian. You're bringing me back. You're reeling me back in. And I appreciate it. I'm going to watch a little WWE. You happy about that? I believe it when I see it. Okay, and you are on Twitter at xbrianxfuryx. Yep. And then also at any pro wrestling Instagram at the same two names, Facebook actually the same two names Facebook.com slash either one of those. All right, well thank you for hosting us here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy at the camp. Thank you for having me, uh, Mike Mills. Suck it, I'm still ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy camp August 26th at New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Anyprowrestling.com, anyprowrestling at hotmail.com to sign up. And until. Our next episode of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Here's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. <laughs>